Welcome to the Beis Havad's Business Halacha Daily. We're honored to have with us today Rabbi Baruch Meir Levine, a dayan here at the Beis Havad. Rabbi Levine is also the author of two very important works, Playgroups in Halacha and Landlord Tenant in Halacha, both of which will be related to the issue we'll be discussing today. A fellow rented a banquet hall for his son's bar mitzvah, and the event was unable to be held because of the governmental ban on public gatherings in light of COVID-19 and the strict social distancing guidelines. The question that's presented from a halachic standpoint is, does the individual get his money back? Okay, so, you know, with, with a, uh, as we mentioned in another segment, with, with a typical rental, there is, um, you know, somewhat of an argument to be made that uh, even though the, you know, the use of the rental was disrupted because of, and unfeasible because of COVID, uh, this possible uh, shita that, that allows the landlord to keep the deposit. Um, many of the Yonim feel that we cannot apply this rationale to a hall rental. And the reason is that when um, someone rents a hall, it, it's, these Dayanam feel it's not, they're not really actually renting the, the building. It's not a property rental. Um, certainly, if someone rents a uh, hall in Eretzral, we wouldn't say that he has a chiv to put on a mezuzah because for this night, it becomes his hall. So um, it, it rather, these Dayanam look at it more like you're just paying to have the right to hold an event here. You know, sort of like a museum, when someone pays $30 to go to a museum, we don't say he's renting the museum for that day. Uh, he's paying $30 to have the ability to be there. And, you know, certainly if someone bought a ticket to a museum and, and it was shut down to as a COVID, there would be no question they would be entitled to a full refund. And these day on them feel that the, sa- the same thing should be by a hall rental. Uh, we don't look like a rental. It's just rights to be here. And therefore, um, uh, the, the hall should have to give back the, the deposit. So that addresses the hall itself. Now how about the caterer, which is generally a different charge? What is the halacha regarding getting money back that's been paid to the caterer for an event that couldn't be held based on the law and the regulations that were put in place? So a caterer would actually even be less, meaning like a rental, you could possibly make an argument that, that for the for the um, for the hall to keep it, but a uh, caterer there's really no uh, basis whatsoever for the caterer to keep uh, a deposit money for a a you know for an event that he was not able to provide such services. But how about a caterer who may have already incurred certain expenditures for the simcha? Maybe they went out and bought food. Uh, does the caterer have a right to be able to ask for that money at least to be compensated? Yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's a good point. Um, uh, you know, no, I mean, normally, uh, if someone um, <clears throat> books an event uh, with a caterer, even if he doesn't put down money, um, if he cancels, that will be called uh, an indirect damage. He caused the caterer to buy food for nothing. That's indirect damage, and he has to pay. Um, however, here that this indirect damage was done through no fault of his own, um, he would normally be putter. Uh, you know, it's karmiba inus. Uh, normally, indirect damage is done through, you know, not through his fault. He's pateron. Uh, in this case, it's a little different because there's a deposit given, and therefore there is, uh, you know, basis to say that the idea of a deposit is that to allow the caterer to be secure in his purchases, even if al pi he has no right to to get the money. So there is, uh, you know, some basis to say that the intention of the deposit was for the caterer to keep it for such losses, and therefore, in the event that a caterer had 
such losses, um, a shayla should be asked. Right, so we've been discussing halls and caterers as separate entities, but how about what uh, we find very common in communities where there's a simcha package, and you pay one fee for the hall, for the caterer, for the photographer, for the musicians. So how would the halacha apply in such a scenario? So that's a good question. Um, it, it, normally, uh, you know, very often, if you look at the contract, even though you know on the top of the contract it might say you know fifteen thousand dollars for a wedding, if you look closely, you'll see that it's really separate charges. So it's broken for, down. It's broken down, and actually, the payments are very often made separately directly to, to the to vendor, the caterer, the hall, the photographer. So in that case, we would just look at it as three separate questions, and the halachas of each one would apply. If it's truly one real package with one person providing everything, that's a little more complex and, um, you know, Shiloh should be asked about that. If you enjoyed this video and would like to receive additional ones or to sponsor future videos, please click the link below or visit basehavad.org.